This Spotlight is brought to you by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernett. Today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, Hesed House, Adopt Pet Shelter, and the Naperville Chorus. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now representing Hesed House are Joe Jackson and Lauren Jernigan. So nice to have you both on the show. Thank you so much for having us again. Absolutely. Now, Joe, tell us a little bit about Hesed House and who you serve. Sure. So, Hesed House, uh, this is our 40th year. Uh, we Congratulations. Are the, thank you very much. Uh, we are the second largest homeless shelter in the state of Illinois, but we consider ourselves to be a lot more than just a shelter. So um, on site, we have basically every service or uh, opportunity that somebody or a family might need to get back up on their feet again uh, while experiencing homelessness. And then recently, we've actually just added homeless prevention services as well because we want to make sure that if we can stop homelessness from happening, we can. Uh, and as far as who we serve, anyone and everyone. I mean, we, we serve uh, the greater Fox Valley area, which absolutely includes the greater Naperville area. And right. um, the folks who, who come to our doors, we were founded on the idea that we're going to serve the most vulnerable, the most at risk, the most impoverished, the most disinherited, disenfranchised. And so that's who we seek to serve. We uh, very much try to not have to ever turn anyone away um, and create as few barriers to shelter services as possible. Yeah, and I think that's interesting, right, when you talk about the services. Just say a little bit more about that because, mm -hmm. you know, we sort of talk about homeless and we think, well, somebody doesn't have a roof over their head, right? But there are so many things that in the services that you're offering yeah. are really the causes, right, of mm -hmm. what gets somebody to that stage. Say exactly. just a little more on that. Yep. So in terms of services, we have case management services on site. We have a fully staffed medical clinic on site, a legal clinic that's run through uh, uh, the NIU School of Law. Um, we have substance use disorder services, mental behavioral health counseling, parenting classes, uh, family counseling, job training, resume built. I mean, if you name a service or something that might help someone or a family get back on their feet, it is either on-site at Hesed House being provided or one of our great community partners comes in and provides that for us as well. Okay. Well, and that kind of leads me to a question to you, Lauren. So how can people get involved with you and be of service to the mm -hmm. services that you're providing? Yeah, you know, I grew up in Naperville and I remember um, volunteering at Hesed House. So I think a lot of times people think about volunteering in our shelters and so that's one way so people can come they can help get involved by serving a meal but they can also donate um, by our wish list so we have needs people don't think about when somebody moves out of homelessness they might not have basic things like uh, utensils and so something on our wish list lets somebody moving into their house um, have a fork you know, simple things like that Absolutely. really make a difference. They bring dignity to somebody. Um, people can get involved with our derby party. So that's a big fundraiser. Um, people can help uh, volunteer in a variety of ways. So that's a one way. Okay, yeah. okay, so lots of little avenues little that people ways. can get. And I yeah. think you, I, and I remember bringing my children there. I mean, you do yeah. a lot with children to help them understand what that looks like, right? Yeah, we have an entire thing called our Junior Ambassadors Club. So that's something from a lemonade stand as well as um, doing a whole drive or our hike for Hesed. So we have people that gather all across the community and have entire events from a, a couple people to 100 uh, plus people that get together and just advocate on behalf of folks that need um, support 
supportive housing and, and other things like that, really to help make change when people really define the face of homelessness, uh, because it's, it's something that happens to people all over. And so we really are, are looking to humanize and help people understand um, our neighbors in need. Yeah, absolutely. And I think your word humanize is very important, right? Oftentimes yeah. we see a tent or we see somebody on the side of the road and, and we don't sort of realize that there are lots of people just like us who ran into a bad circumstance and found themselves suddenly without the means to be able to take care of putting a roof over their head. Exactly. They're just our neighbors. Yeah. And how can we help them? And so that's really... Um, you know, the ways that people want to get involved, we love to help them get involved. So if you're interested, reach out. We'd love to figure out how you can be part of the Hesed family. Okay, you'll yeah. find a way. We'll find a way. Okay, love that. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, what are some of the things that are coming up next for you? Because I know you're mm -hmm. always busy, always adding new things. So what's coming up next? Absolutely. So uh, the biggest thing on the horizon is our shelter expansion project. Uh, shelters across the state and, and, frankly, across the country cannot keep up with the demand for homelessness. And so one thing that we're doing at Hesed House is uh, we're going to increase our adult shelter capacity uh, to over 300 and then also increase our family shelter capacity to well over 100. Um, and the need is there specifically on the family side because we are seeing such an uptick and a surge in families experiencing homelessness these days. Mm. It has gone up almost 150% uh, at Hesed House with the number of families who have needed us compared to three, four years ago. Uh, we are seeing record numbers of, of men, women, and kiddos in need of, of shelter services. So we're expanding our shelters. Uh, we're expanding our homeless prevention services and our case management team to get people connected with these services and find housing to get back on their feet again and get back into independent living. Um, and then last but, but certainly not least, Hesed House is going solar. Okay. Uh, so we, we received a, a grant through the Illinois Solar for All program. And so we'll have solar panels on both of our buildings here in the next couple months. Um, and it's, we're excited about that, not just because it's great for the environment and sets a good example, but uh, you know, speaking just very frankly, it'll save about $30,000 of overhead that we can then reinvest into our programs and help get people out of homelessness even more. Yeah, absolutely. A win-win-win on all fronts exactly. there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, congratulations to you, you on getting that. That's mm -hmm. great. Lauren, you know, we're, we're sort of in the fall season. We're starting to feel like, oh, the holidays are coming, <laughs> ready or not, right? But you've got some exciting things happening at the holidays. Tell us a little bit about those. We do. You know, the holidays are always magical um, just because everyone's in the, the season of giving. And so, again, our community... Uh, we, we always talk about how Hesed is not just our staff, right? We, we are, we've never been staff. We're a grassroots organization. We were really founded because we were the, the public's response to meeting the needs of our, our neighbors in need. And this, this holiday season is the same thing. So we've got a bunch of different community events going on. Uh, there's something called the, the Giving Machine. And so that's going to be happening at Fox Valley Mall, actually, so people can go and get connected um, that way and, and choose Hesed House to be a part of it. Um, there's a bunch of different events that are going to be coming up. So we're really excited about that. And so if you're interested in getting involved and, and feeling a little extra holiday spirit this year, um, be sure to reach out to Hesed House and, and get involved. Um, there's different wish lists. And so again, if your family's feeling motivated to, to figure out how to help um, and connect in with our shelters in a certain way, uh, please just reach out because we've got just different ways and different ways that our families and our individuals, the men and women and children that we serve, um, 
have different needs. So we yeah. love to connect with you guys. Absolutely. Well, yeah. and I think, you know, and when you talk about that increase in families, I mean, you know, we think about from a childhood perspective, the holidays, you like to think that they're a sort of magical, as you put it, time, right? So yeah. uh, important to see if we can do that, even if there's not a roof over your head. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. right. Jill, what else? What, what else should we know about Hesed House? What else can you tell us that you feel, you know, it's just important for the community to know? Sure, absolutely. Uh, as Lauren uh, alluded to and mentioned the, the idea of Hesed family, uh, just to everyone out there who's watching, who has supported Hesed House over the years, we wouldn't be here without everyone that is out there, um, whether it be you know the thousands upon thousands of donors or the 7,500 plus volunteers that we have each and every year that come to our come to our doors and, and help us enact our mission. Um, it, it takes a, a tremendous community um, to end homelessness, and we have that community at Hesed House and with everyone out there who joins us in our mission. Um, so just a, a huge thank you to everyone out there. I'm blessed to be a part of Hesed House, not just because of the work that we do, but because I get to be a part of this amazing community that is there for one another and, and is willing to lend a hand out to help somebody up uh, in their time of need. So uh, just so grateful to all the supporters and everyone out there who joins Hesed House in our, in our wonderful mission. Well, well said. And while you're celebrating and I congratulate you on 40 years of being able to serve the community, let's mm -hmm. hope maybe in another 40 years you won't need to. Exactly. I would love to be out of a job. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank coming you. by. Absolutely. And if you would like to learn more about Hesed House, the many ways you can volunteer with them, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. We live in a safe community, but not a crime-free community. If you see something, say something. Be a Naperville Crime Stopper. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mournette. And joining me now from Adopt Pet Shelter are Chris Yell and Alexa Martinovich. So, so nice to have you both with us. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, so we've got kind of double the trouble with some guests here, right? <laughs> yep. So, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you're holding? Sure. Who's this lovely feline? Well, this is Caitlin, and she is a calico kitty. Um, she's about a year or so old. Um, recently had a litter of kittens. Okay. Um, her kittens have been adopted and now she's waiting for her home. Okay, okay. Yeah. How many cats do you typically have at the shelter at any one time? Oh gosh, we can have anywhere from 30 to 50 cats and then even more in foster. So okay. we have a lot of cats in our care. Okay, well she's absolutely lovely. And then Alexa, who is this? Who is this lovely young man? This is Frankincense, or lovingly called Frank the Tank. <laughs> um, he is a senior dog. He's been with us since January of this year, so he's been waiting for his home for a, a long time. Um, he's around eight years old, I believe. 
and he's a lowrider. He's a lovable lowrider. <laughs> okay, okay, I love that term. And he is super sweet. So sweet. Yeah, absolutely. So talk a little bit, you know, he's been waiting a while. Talk yeah. a little bit about the adoption process. How does that work? Yeah, so if you're interested in an adopting an animal, um, the first step would be filling out an application. You could do that either in person at Adopt Pet Shelter, or you can do it online at adoptpetshelter.org. Um, once we have that application, we'll review it and then go over some good matches for the family and for the dog. Uh, we want to make sure that it is a good fit. Uh, we utilize a matchmaking process to do so. Want to make sure everyone in the home gets along with the animal and vice versa. And that includes any current resident pets in the home as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So do you, now that's an interesting question. So do you usually have them bring the pets to the shelter? Do you take the dog to the home? How, how, how do you figure that out? So it depends. Um, if there's a dog in the home, we have them bring their dog to meet the dog that they're interested in at the shelter. Um, if they have a cat at home and they're interested in a dog, we usually just cat test our dogs at the shelter just okay. so just so the cat isn't too stressed out coming from home and being in a shelter environment okay yeah. okay now typically I, I'm curious how do most of your animals find their way to adopt well we get them from many different sources um, we pull from our local animal controls okay um, some of our animals come from southern Illinois um, we also have do owner surrender, so if somebody's unable to keep their pet, um, they can contact us and we will take them in and, and get them adopted out. Okay, and about how many, Alexa, as you were talking about that, I mean, in a typical year, how many adoptions are you able to sort of match with the forever home? Oh, man. Um, I, what would you say for We're around 600 a yeah year. 600 mm -hmm. that's a lot I mean that's a lot of matchmaking yeah it, is. <laughs> it sure is <laughs> and takes a lot to do that so so Chris now talk a little bit you're doing some expansion work I mean you talked about how many animals you have in the shelter yeah. but you're always you it seems like we've always got a little expansion yeah. going so yeah. say say more about that yeah so we're really exciting um, this year has been a big year for adopt we recently opened our off-site medical clinic Okay. So um, at that clinic, we provide spay neuter services for our fellow rescue partners, as well as for families in the um, community if they have a pet that needs to be spayed or neutered. Um, and we also provide a vaccine clinic. Okay. So um, we allow people to come in and get vaccines for their pets, and um, we do it at a lower cost. So um, our hope is to be able to provide, you know, good care for all animals, regardless of your ability to financially, you know, meet that expectation. So, yeah. um, and then our latest addition, which we're really excited about um, is, and is going to be opening next week, um, is our training facility. So we um, currently now have a 4,000 square foot training facility and our plan is to provide um, training for not only our dogs that are adopted through our facility, but also for dogs out into our community. Um, we're really wanting to be a resource for our community and for other rescues. So we're kind of going full circle where we're able okay. to do adoptions, we're able to provide 
for their um, medical care and health and now, now also behavioral health. So um, we've kind of come full circle and we're super excited yeah. um, about, about that opening and we'll be starting training classes in the next couple of weeks. So it's, it's really an exciting time for ADOPT. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and what I love you saying is that you're working with other rescue partners. So a lot of collaboration going on in the yes. space. Yes, yeah, absolutely. We Our goal is to help as many dogs that we can at the training center. Okay. And, um, you know, a lot of the need is for training services. And we will also provide training where other shelters can bring their staff in. We can do tra training on how to handle animals in the shelter, um, provide resources for people who may be experiencing challenges at home. Mm -hmm. And they can bring their pet in and we can help them through some of the issues that they're they're dealing with in an effort to prevent them from being surrendered. Okay. Because a lot of dogs are surrendered to the shelter for behavioral issues. So our hope is to kind of decrease that number yeah. and, and help our, our friends and family in the community. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I, I, I love that, the prevention services, because, I mean, dogs are uh, can be uh, quite the handful. Oh, sure. um, and if you don't train them right, you get the outcomes that you should have been expecting if right. you didn't train them right. Yeah, so yes. uh, that's good. Um, talk a little bit, you know, about how the community can help you with ADOPT. I mean, you have a lot of ways that you work with the community. How can people engage with you? I, we are always looking for volunteers, mm -hmm. so we would love to have people come in and volunteer, help us care for the dogs. Um, we have volunteer opportunities at our medical clinic, so if you have a okay. medical background and you want to help out in that arena, we're absolutely looking for val volunteers. And same with the training center. If you're a trainer or if you have just a want to help, um, you know, there's all kinds of opportunities at the shelter. Uh, fostering is another big thing. We're always looking for fosters to help us care for the animals um, because the demand for help out there, um, you know, groups wanting us to take in additional animals. We only have so much space at the shelter, but if we can expand our foster base, we can help even more animals. Yeah. And we need I, Say a little more about that. How does that work? Is it much the same way that you would foster a child? I mean, you know. Yeah, so we have um, people who are interested would need to follow or fill out an application similar to our adoption application. Okay. And we just have a conversation with them, make sure that if they have pets, their pets are current on vaccines and are altered and that their house is suitable for whatever pet we might put into their home on a temporary basis. Okay. All right. So that's another way. Yeah. How old can the uh, kiddos be? Can kiddos help you or what's your sort of minimum threshold for the volunteers? So we have a parent-child program. Oh, nice. um, so that allows uh, a child between the ages of 11 and 17 to bring their parent with them and do the volunteer activities okay. uh, in the shelter. Okay, so there's opportunities for it to be a family bonding time and yeah. get to know the animals and maybe learn some responsibilities with that, right? Yeah. Start them young. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, that's exciting. Well, listen, you've got so much good stuff happening. Absolutely. Thank you so much for stopping by. Of course, thank, thank you. you so much for having us. Absolutely. To find out more about Adopt Pet Shelter, please go and visit their website. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. Busey Bank is proud to partner in building business and growing wealth since 1868. 
Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from the Naperville Chorus are Reed Taylor and Elizabeth Case. So nice to have you both on the show. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Absolutely. So Elizabeth, let's start off with you. Talk a little bit about the history of the Naperville Chorus and when it all started. So the Naperville Chorus began in 1976, but it was kind of a, uh, a reformation of an original group that, was, that dates back almost 100 years ago. So oh. back then in the, the 20s and 30s, there was an oratorio society that was formed in conjunction with um, North Central College and the community. And that lasted till 1971, I think. And then there was kind of a hiatus for a few years. And then Bob Janes decided to kind of bring it back and founded the, the Naperville Chorus. What's kind of uh, fun about the group is that we've really had a long history with just a few directors. So it's exciting to have a new director. Um, but our prior director was with us for 34 years. And then prior to that, it was Bob Janes who founded the group. So we've had a very stable group yeah. and a long, um, a long affiliation with North Central College. And then also, of course, the Naperville community. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And I, th you know, that stability, I mean, we've just had Ron Keller who retired from the Naperville yes. Municipal Band. And it certainly does provide right stability, exactly. keeps everything moving in a good direction. So that's great. Now, Talk a little bit about your mission. What's the goal? Well, the goal really is to uh, promote and um, bring to the community and to singers choral music. Uh, we, we really want to make sure that choral music lives and thrives and is embraced because it does so much to bring communities together. And we also are particularly interested in bringing music to others who can't come into a traditional setting. So while we love and enjoy the opportunity to sing in Wentz Hall, we have a small outreach group that will go to local um, retirement communities and, and places where it's harder for the residents to get out to a traditional setting. So it's really just to promote and, and continue to, to bring choral music um, to everyone who wants to enjoy music. Yeah, which is lovely because I mean it's so uplifting, right? You know, yeah. not if I sing, but for people who people <laughs> who are good at it, it's very really uplifting. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll just stick to that. Thank you. You're very kind. Um, so, talk about first of all, congratulations Thank you so much. and Thank uh, you. welcome to the Naperville Chorus. That's Thank you. awesome. Uh, talk a little bit about what your selections are going to be for your concert Absolutely. coming up in the fall. Well, Jane, we are extremely excited to be offering a program that will consist of the greatest hits of Handel's Messiah, which is w not only one of the greatest uh, choral pieces of all time, but a piece that really speaks to humanity in its message for peace, which I think is all on our minds mm -hmm. uh, right now, especially. And uh, it will also include the famous Alleluia Chorus. Mm. We will also be performing selections of American holiday classics, which have been originally arranged for us by the Pete Elman Band, an, an incredible, uh, exciting ensemble, one of the most exciting ensembles around. So we're looking forward to that collaboration as well. And, you know, I think that our almost 120 voice uh, chorus combined with jazz musicians, some of the finest in caliber is going to make for quite the holiday extravaganza at uh, our concert in December at Wentz. Yeah, well that Alleluia uh, chorus, I mean that's 
It's tingly, right? I agree. I, mean, I, agree. I don't know if that's a real good musical <laughs> term, but I always find it to be quite tingly. It's, it's really good. It's just amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Elizabeth, and you kind of alluded to it, Reed, that you're playing with the Pete Allen Band, right. you're playing with the Naperville Winds, which is a relatively new group yeah. uh, from North Central College. But um, are there other groups that you partner with or nonprofits that you partner with in the area? There are. So you mentioned the uh, Municipal Band, the Naperville Municipal Band, and when we were originally formed, um, we were formed to, to kind of work and collaborate together, and we've had a long history of, of collaboration with the Naperville municipal band. We typically enjoy uh, performing at um, the music, the band shell in the yeah, summer. Central Park. Yep. And um, we've also done a number of collaborations with the DuPage Symphony. Mm. And then um, we've done some dual choruses, large pieces with other community choruses in the area. So um, the Downers Grove Chorus, we performed a number of years ago with the American Bar Association Chorus, and that was really fun because we got to sing down in Chicago at Orchestra Hall and lovely acoustics there, and Absolutely. That, was, that was amazing. So um, we've enjoyed the opportunity to collaborate with a lot of different groups, and, um, and then every now and then we have taken the show on the road, so to speak. So we've gone, uh, a, a number of the chorus members went to um, Washington, D.C., and um, performed at the the Memorial Day Choral Festival. So that was a, a collaboration wow. with other like-minded groups, but kind of from around, yeah, so around um, the, the United country. States, yeah, which was really, exciting. really fun. Yeah, it was great. That was really, really fun. So... Yeah. yeah. So, Elizabeth, you've sort of talked a little bit. You've alluded to kind of your collaborations and playing outside of what are the two traditional concerts that you do each year. But yeah. say a little bit more on that, Reid. You know, where else do you play? What else are you doing this right. year? Right. Well, I think in, in general, I just want to mention, because I'm kind of new to Naperville, that the community here has such a magical energy. Mm -hmm. And to me... The chorus is an emblem of that, and the energy behind the chorus, especially coming out of COVID. We're in such an exciting period, and I know that we really want to take advantage of that and extend the not only the amount of performances that we do, but also the kinds of music that we do. And uh, one of the partnerships that we are venturing into this season is, again, with the Naperville Winds. And this upcoming holiday season will be performing on their holiday concert. And then in the spring, they'll be joining us for a performance of Carmina Burana, one of the most exciting choral works of the 20th century. So we're really looking forward to um, developing that relationship and uh, hopefully doing more with other groups um, and other venues in the Naperville area and uh, beyond as well. That's wonderful. And I'm not sure, and I love the fact that you've sort of given us the history, Elizabeth, that, you know, it kind of started with North Central College, which obviously it's so nice that you're at the once, which is, my goodness, such it's an amazing so place absolutely. Wonderful. for yeah. any yeah. kind Incredible. of music performance, right, uh, or choral performance. So uh, where would we get tickets for your concert this year? Ah, so great question. Um, the best and easiest place to do is to go to our website. Okay, wonderful. Well, listen, first of all, congratulations on Thank the you. new appointment. Thank We're you super so much. excited to have you. May you be As here for I. 30 years. I hope so, maybe more. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe more, yes, that would be good, right? And Elizabeth, you, always nice to have you with us. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. And if you would like more information or you want to buy tickets to the Naperville Chorus, please go and visit their website.
I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on today's episode, please visit our website at nctv17.org. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on social media. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernette. Thank you for watching. This episode of Spotlight is brought to you by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank.